0: Uh, let's go to prayer. Let's ask for God's help here in this time. Lord, we come to you this morning uh, thankful for all that you've done in our lives. We know that you are in control, and we just thank you that we do serve a God who didn't just create all this and then stand afar, stand aloof from it, but you're involved in our daily lives. You hear our prayers. You, you know our concerns. You know... Um, like it says, every hair on our head, and uh, we're so thankful that we have a God that's intimately involved in our lives, and and so, Lord, we just uh, thank you so much for sending your son, Jesus, that we might uh, have a relationship with you through him, through what he did for us on the cross, and uh, thank you because of, of what Jesus has done, we can approach your throne of grace, as it says, boldly and so lord we we are doing that now just through our prayer, and Lord, we want to lift up um any of our brothers and sisters here today or who are watching that are uh need your healing touch or are undergoing procedures this week, God, we just pray that your power and your healing would just be poured out on them, you'd do whatever needs to be done, you'd be working through those who are caring for them and operating on them and and uh you know being your hands and feet uh we We just pray, God, that you would work there. And uh, we also just pray uh, that you would help us, uh, all of us, God, just to to be, um, to have a heart uh, to just do your will, whatever it is, God. And and, uh, there are days where we're on point with that, and there are days where we aren't, God. And help our unbelief, God. Help us to trust you more and more. And uh, we just um, ask for your blessing as we get into your word this morning in Jesus name. Amen. So we continue on here through um through the 10 commandments. We probably should have just had all the kids stay in here. I was thinking about this. This would be a good one for everybody to hear. Um but uh you can always play it for them and make me the bad guy. You know? Uh but uh you no, know, this is actually the way application for everybody because uh we're not only going to be talking about uh, honoring your father and mother, but there are larger implications for this particular commandment when we get into it, uh, not just for honoring parent, parental authority. But um, but also, um, you know, if you are, you know, we're a, a church that believes that every person is supposed to participate in the Great Commission making disciples. You may very well, God may be, plop somebody down in front of you who is a parent and you're not. And uh, you need to know what God has to say about uh, honoring your father and mother. And so you can, as you're discipling them, you can kind of guide them in the right path. So I think there's something here for everybody today. Uh, So one verse today, Exodus 20, verse 12 says, Honor your father and mother that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. You know, I heard somebody say when they were reading this particular commandment, they thought of you know the 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 thing that Bill Cosby said you know your mom and I brought you into this world and we can take you out so you know honoring your mom and dad you'll live longer you know I don't know I don't think that's really what he meant here but uh no he's really talking about something else and and actually we'll learn this phrase here that phrase in that in that verse uh, that your days may be long it's is not just promising like long, you know that you're going to live to 90 or 100 there's there's more to it than than just that, okay? So, um, But what we're going to do as we go through, here's kind of the outline, we're going to talk about what? What's the command explaining? We're going to talk about why, the reasons, because there are reasons not only in this particular scripture, but in other scriptures that tell us reasons why we would want to obey our parents and honor them, and then how, what are some practical ways uh, to follow this command at various stages of our life? Some practical outworkings of that. So uh, what, why, and how, that's where we're going. And we start with the what. The what? Well, it's very simple. Honor your father and mother. Uh, Now, you know, we need to kind of know a little bit about this word honor. This word honor uh, in the Hebrew is kaved, which is Hebrew for heavy or weighty. Okay, now it's not talking about our parents, how much they weigh. It means their importance. Okay? That's what it means. This word in the Old Testament is used for the glory of God. This same word for honor here, honoring your parents, is the same word used for the glory of God, for the weightiness of His, like, divine majesty. And so to honor one's parents, therefore, is to give due weight to their position. That's what it means. It means to give them the recognition that they deserve uh, for their God-given authority. And, you know, to honor is to respect or to esteem uh to value to prize you know you think of all these other words that explain that but you really the main idea here of honor is the weightiness it's it's their their position the weightiness of their position and i think any parent who loves god realizes the the weight that they carry uh for their children they they know how important their job is right uh we're giving our kids their first impressions of authority and even a, in, in a sense like they see us like, you know, God in a sense. You know, even though we know we're not, but we represent that authority figure. And so, um, but as as uh, children are to honor their father and mother, and it's it's also interesting to note that it does say honor your father and mother. Okay, so thinking of that honoring father and mother equally now, certainly fathers do have uh, a role of the spiritual leader in the home. That tells us that in other places in the Scripture. But as far as honoring goes, uh, children are supposed to honor their father and mother equally. Um, if you take a look uh, in uh, here in Proverbs 6.20, it says, My son, keep your father's commandment and forsake not your mother's teaching. There mothers and fathers, ways of honoring them. Uh, another verse here in Leviticus 19.3, Everyone of you shall revere his mother and his father. See, there the order is reversed even. And you shall keep my Sabbaths. I am the Lord your God. So uh, so we're supposed to, the command is very simple. It's to honor, you know, respect that position that a parent has and that uh, we're to, to uh, honor both our father and our mother. So that's that's the what. All right, now the why, why? Uh, well, basically, if we were to summarize, it would be so that you'll experience abundant life, and that's really what is being gotten at here in this command. When you look at uh, the verse, um, here it says, Honor your father and mother that your days may be long, in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. And again, that, that word, that, that days that may be long in the land, has kind of a special meaning. It doesn't doesn't mean that you're going to live long. It means you're going to have a blessed and full life. Okay, so think of that not as length of years, but a full life, an abundant life. All right. Uh, but I do think you know, as you think about it, um, if if by God's grace we we if we come from a family. Whose uh, parents love the Lord and raised you and training you up in the to love the Lord and instructing you in God's ways. And if you, as, as you were growing up, and yes, we don't keep this command perfectly, certainly, but as we do follow our parents' instructions, as they follow the Lord, you will be blessed. I mean, you will. They're trying to get you on the right path, right? That's that's the goal. All right. So um, now, uh, so. Solomon mentions this here in Proverbs 3, verses 1 and 2, this idea of uh, being blessed. He says, my son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. This is Proverbs 3, verses 1 and 2. It says, for the length of days and years of life and peace, they will add to you. So you can just see how the Bible just repeatedly reinforces this commandment uh, all over the place uh, for... For us to to see the importance of it, so we're looking at the why, and this first why why we would, I mean, I mean, you certainly could say, well, why do we want to obey it? Well, because God said it, right? That certainly is enough, but there is a reason, and there is a blessing that comes from it, right? And it's a it's a full and abundant life. Well, um, now there's some other reasons, other places in the Bible that mention. Obeying your parents, uh, and that is in Colossians three twenty. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. So, um, the instruction here is is pretty straightforward, right? He's just saying, listen, uh, if you want to do what pleases God, obey your parents, right? He's saying that pleases God. Uh, you know, as as a, if you're a, if the child is a Christian, certainly we'd want to do what pleases God, just like any other believer. So, obeying your parents is a part of pleasing the Lord. And then Ephesians 6 1 says, uh, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. It's just the right thing to do, right? I mean, it's not rocket science, but it's good to have reasons. Uh, you know, and as parents are talking with their children about whether you would be on this command or not, just explain there are reasons why God has given us these. And. Um, and here are some of them. Now, um, one of the things to, I think it's important is that this commandment uh, is really gets us focusing in on parents uh, because they're the first authority that we really report to, right? In this world, and um, and it really sets us up. You know how that relationship is going to go is going to kind of set us up on how we see other authorities, right? And you could think of other authorities that God has set up, right? Government, uh, our bosses, uh, you know, at work, uh at for a couple. And so I think it's it would be good for us just to mention the fact that, you know, when we're raising children or as we're discipling them, they need to see that, hey, this this relationship between parent and child is so critical because uh it's gonna get you on the right path to how you'll relate to other authorities in your life, whether it might be your school teacher or whatever, right? Um, so, this is another reason. So, um, let's take a look at the government here, um, how we relate to the government as authority. First um, Peter chapter 2, verses 13 and 14, and then 17, I'll just read it for you. It says, Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be to the emperor as supreme, or to the governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. And then in verse 17 of 1 Peter 2, it says, Honor everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the emperor. Well, we don't have an emperor, but we have people and government authorities, right? You have the presidents, you have your senators, you have, you know, or even those that that enforce the laws, right? You have law enforcement, right? And so when you think of these and you also when you when you look at Romans 13, 1, which says, Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God. Did you get that? There is no authority except from God. So that means every authority that, that we have in our lives comes from God. Right? And so yet yeah, not all of them are following God, but God has put them there for his purposes, and we need to acknowledge that, right? And so, I mean, that when I think about that, that really helps me uh, have maybe the right frame of mind or attitude when I'm dealing with someone who is in authority in my life, um, is to realize that God has put that person there and for a reason, and I need to honor that position, okay? I don't have to praise the bad things they do. I certainly wouldn't do that. Uh, and nor should you, but we, we also, so, you know, didn't your mom tell you, you know, if you can't say nothing good about them, don't say nothing, you know, don't say anything, right? Keep your mouth shut, right? That, you know, so, but you do want, we do want to honor those who are in authority. So when you think about it, respect officers of the law and representatives of our state and federal government. Pay your taxes. Pray for these people. Pray for our president. doesn't matter who you voted for right? Pray for the president. Pray for these people that are in authority. They're making very important decisions that impact every one of us, right? Um, and uh, I do think there is, you know, again, keep this in mind that Romans 13.1 says, there is no authority except from God, and we know what God wants us to do with authority. He wants us to honor and respect that position, okay? So, um, we need to try to, in our speech, uh, honor and respect these people, okay? Uh, it's okay to be, it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to be even critical of policy, things like that. That's okay, but as individuals, we don't need to attack these people, right, if you're at odds with them. We still need to respect them. Uh, think about your boss, your boss when it comes to authority, Uh And the closest thing we can come to that here would be in Ephesians chapter 6, uh, verses 5 and 8. Again, I'll just read it for you. It says, Bondservants, obey your earthly masters with fear and trembling, with a sincere heart as you would Christ. And then in verse 8 it says, Knowing that whatever good anyone does, this he will receive back from the Lord, whether he is a bondservant or is free. And so just this, this uh, idea of respecting my boss, and, and I know how it is on the job, um, not my job here, but at, and out in the other workplaces because I do teach places, and believe me, people have opinions at, in college departments and they're critical, and just like everybody else's yeah, workplace. Um, but we don't have to join in the complaining, right, and the whining about the bosses and this and that um you know we can we can speak respectfully of the people that are over us and you know uh, um if you disagree with something make an appeal to the boss right don't complain to your coworker go to the boss and say hey i respectfully request this this is why i'll honor your decision you know that's what you need to be right um and uh, frankly, we need to teach our kids that too, right? If they can make, uh, at least we did, we tried to teach our kids that they can appeal to us. If, we, if they don't like a decision we made, they could respectfully appeal, you know? We might change our mind, you never know. Um, and so so just think about, uh, again, uh, I know that this command is, is aimed at uh, relationship between parent and children, but I think the applications are much wider for all uh, people in authority and how we relate to them is seeing that God has put them there. And then uh, the other category I was going to mention is just church leaders, church leadership is another uh, group of people that God has put uh, in authority over those uh, who are in a church body. And so um, our church leaders, they they serve. They they You know, a good church leader is going to say they're a servant of God's people, okay, a servant of God's people, uh, an under-shepherd of Jesus, and so on. And uh, you, we might see them as the spiritual fathers in the household of God, in a sense. In um, Hebrews 13, 17, says, Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. I always found that last phrase kind of interesting. Um you know, it's to your advantage They're saying if you kind of like treat your church leaders right, um, you know, because then they'll they'll be, uh, they'll more enjoy their job of leading in the church, um, is the way I see that. Um, now, obeying your leaders doesn't mean that you, you can't ask questions, that you can't disagree. That's not what that means, right? Uh, a, a leader is not going to be, a uh, church leader is, should not be domineering, uh, right, as we see Uh, Leadership um, of Jesus is just the the servant leader. Um, Certainly willing to, you know, your leaders at church need to be willing to uh, to stand up for the truth and be able to defend the truth and uh, not give in to uh, to cultural pressures uh, to do the contrary. Um, But we need to you need to pray, pray for our elders, pray for our other church leaders uh, as they serve the church body. Uh, I would encourage you also and. Not that I'm particularly looking to fill up my schedule, but uh, my wife and I were just talking—just uh, not about church necessarily, but just in general—just how a lot of people don't seek out counsel or input from other people. It seems like not much anymore. They—I don't know if they're just going to the internet and just believing whatever they're reading there, or, or not that you can't get good advice there. You know, uh, depends on the source, but but just to get input doesn't mean that you have to do whatever your church leader says but just to like get input and weigh that in your decisions i think it's a good thing i uh i know i did that a lot uh and and even just uh you know prior to marriage i would just get get uh, counsel from my brothers and sisters in christ and again i w- i made my own decisions i wasn't going wasn't gonna to do just what they said uh but i think uh seeking uh, uh spiritual uh, counsel and input with humility is a is a good way also to see that God has put those people there uh to care for you and to encourage you right so all that to say is that you know honoring your father and mother is a kind of a gateway to honoring and respecting other god given authorities right that He is sovereignly placed there so this week when you're out and about and uh you you are uh tempted to just you know. Rail on some authority uh please give pause and 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 maybe pray for that person instead of complaining. how about praying for them that God would help them to make good decisions and that they would they would make decisions that are right for the company or for the school or for uh, for your workplace, whatever it might be um, so use that use those kind of like um uh, angsty times to kind of drive you to prayer. That's what I would do and try to turn it into something uh, better, all right? Now, um, it might be good at this point to kind of acknowledge that um, not everyone has a good and godly upbringing, okay? That's certainly, the. I'm sure, not not everybody here grew up in a a God-fearing home. Um, uh, But, um, you know, many parents don't raise their children in the training and instruction of God. And so, but, uh, the, the neat thing is is that God, by His grace and His mercy, um, He adopts us into uh, the best and most important family, and that's the family of God. Okay? So even though you may have uh, had a very rough upbringing, you know uh, unfortunately, you know some children are raised in abusive homes, and that's a tragedy, and, and hopefully they can get rescued out of that and uh, get healed up from that, and hopefully they come to know the Lord, and the Lord can can be their daddy, you know, in a way that a human can't be in those situations. The thing, the verse that comes to my mind is Psalm 2710. It says, For my father and my mother have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me in. Isn't that good? The Lord will take me in. You know, sometimes you think about that in regards to adoption, right? Something like that. But just think about, you know, God is the perfect father. Is that a that's what I think it is. Okay, go you go kill that thing. There's a spider hanging down here for anybody that can't see that. Thank you, Frank. Now, that is definitely in the other duties as a sign category. <laughs> you know, I'm the guy that gets the spider that's hanging down from the light. Thank you. Appreciate that. I know it was a, it was a distraction. <laughs> Can you believe we have spiders in here? That's crazy. I know. What's it get for being in the country? Um. So... But, but anyway, I guess I'm just, I'm just kind of, I want to acknowledge the fact that not everybody comes from a just a great environment, you know. Um, there are no perfect parents for sure. But just saying that, uh, but God, by his grace, can, can work with any situation, any upbringing situation. And, and many people come to faith regardless of how their parents raised them and so on because of the grace of God. Okay, and we need to remember that. And that, that Psalm 2710 uh, just reminds me of that. There's the verse there. For my father and mother have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me in. The Lord's going to take care of you. Um, so, and the other thing I want to mention too before going on to the how is just the fact that, you know, um, there's a limit to obedience, okay? What's the limit? If somebody asks you, some authority asks you to uh, do something that's contrary to the Word of God, we don't obey that. Okay, it's, we're we're not, you know, there's nobody over God, right? Uh, and so we need to remember that, and um, you know, and so we're we're not asking people to obey, um, you know, sit, obey instructions that are going to be immoral. Uh, and And unlawful as well, so just remember that okay now the how we're going to get to the to the uh, some practical things not that we haven't had any practical things coming along, but the how um and and now what i've done is i've tried to break this down into some age groups, like not specific ages but just like uh, the time of uh, time of your life so when you think about as a young child uh, obeying this command. Honor your father and mother. So much of uh, a, a young child's life is going to be, you know, learning to speak respectfully to your parents, learning to do what your parents ask you to do, right? Uh, you know, with, with, with me it was always make my bed, you know, which was not a common occurrence of, for me. But, but, you know, just things like that. We, we learn to obey our parents uh, at, uh, when we're young. And whenever they ask us to do something, and also not just to do it, but to learn to do it with a good attitude, and that's that's the hard part, and it doesn't take me, I don't have to be, you know, it doesn't take me long to think back to some real attitudes that I used to have, um, you know, even though you, you know, it's like the kid, you tell them to sit down in the car seat, right, and they don't want to sit down, but you force them down, you lock them in, and they're like, but I'm standing up on the inside, you know, Attitude does matter, uh, and so so we kind of work on that, right? Parents help their kids work on on trying to have good attitudes and responding to requests, right? Um, and that's so that happens a lot uh, as 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 kids are young, and so that's kind of how that command I think works itself out when you're when you're just a, a young child. Now, when you get towards the teen years, not only is it that. And, and again i'm not like giving like this is the this is like the list it's just like some things i thought of um this this is the test of honoring your mom and dad speaking well of your parents with your friends okay speaking well of your parents when your friends are around right not just like uh oh, well the rents did this and the rents did that i don't even know if they say rents anymore do they say rents I just remember when our first our kids were first texting, I saw the word rents and I'm like, what what is a rent? It's you, Dad. Oh, okay, because I'm a parent. Okay, got it. Got it. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was a good thing or a bad thing. It was just or if it was just a thing. I don't know. I'm just working it out while we're up here. Okay. <laughs> working it out. <laughs> it's therapy for me. uh but but anyway, so, you know, it's, uh, and I know it's hard because, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, honoring your parents in front of your friends is always easy because uh, it's easy to pick up on their attitudes sometimes toward their parents if it's not healthy, right? And you tend to mirror that. Um, but but that is a test that, you know, part of honoring your parents is speaking well of them to your friends. Um, and it doesn't mean that your parents aren't going to make decisions that you don't like and then you have to pretend you liked it. I say, well, I'm you know it's disappointing, but my parents say I can't go do a session, whatever it is. Um, and then uh just you know, this is another one too, because as you're in your teens and you're developing these uh relationships and you're learning some independence and so on, you want to listen to your parents' warnings regarding friendships. Listen to your parents' warnings regarding friendships. Um and and because uh well first of all your parents know you better than anybody uh and they know uh your strengths and your weaknesses and even though it's hard try to lean in and see that they have wisdom that you might not know about in that regard. Um the last thing I'll say about this category is just um uh as hard as it might be uh in this in this time frame of of someone's life is talk to your parents. Okay? Talk to your parents. And let them know what's happening. I know, like, um, Linda, I won't, I'm not going to name, name any names, but Linda would, had figured out, like, how our kids work. She's so much better at this than I was. She, how our kids worked internally. And, uh, like, she began to pick up on some things that she would do with them and when the kids would open up. And so she, like, figured out, okay, well, I need to find out how this person's doing, so I'm going to do such and such and they would open up. And, you know, it wasn't like clockwork. It wasn't like, you know, just like that. But but as, as uh, you know, I'm speaking mostly to parents here today that are in this room, and, uh, but, but just thinking about, cause meaning that the kids aren't in here, but just thinking about uh, how um, asking God to give you insight into your child, he's made them a certain way, right? Not all your kids are going to be the same if you had kids, and so you need wisdom and insight. Uh, you know not not every kid you can't use the same uh system on every kid you know it just doesn't work that way and, and so um just to just this point about talking to your children and um and learning what's going on in their inner world is is important and it's hard cuz it's not always going to work when you try as a parent but but you but you need to keep trying i'd say um now as a young adult um you know say when you're you're out of high school and uh, a way to kind of work out this this uh commandment is uh again because you're you're experience people are uh, kids are experiencing more independence right they're making decisions you know for our kids they went to college not every kid's going to go out to college that doesn't matter but our kids went to college and so they're making decisions out there all the time we have no clue about you know so you just got to trust that you know you, you did the best you could and they're they're making good decisions but at the same time um At the same time uh, seek to, to seek your mother's and father's advice uh, as you make education and career decisions because a lot of people at that time they're making career decisions' trying to figure out what they want to do what 's next and uh, i I would just say to kids uh, for for uh, young adults that are that are learning to wanting to say how do i how do I honor my parents i'd say one of them is just seek their advice on these big decisions you've got coming. You know, and some of them might be marriage. Might be marriage. Just talk to your parents, um, you know, if you're getting to some serious uh, counsel regarding serious relationships um, so that uh, that you can just, again, they know you. They know you better than anybody really does. So, now, how about as an adult child, right? So many of us are in this category. Um, we're adult children. And, uh, and so how, when we're, we're living out on our own, maybe, started, maybe you've started your own family, but your parents, maybe they're still around, right? Um, so how do you honor uh, your mom and dad then? This is a good question. And I would say, um, maybe we actually had to have some people come up to the microphone and tell us how we could do that. But I would just simply say, uh, make your parents a priority. Make them a brighter and here's, here's ways. Here's some ways to do that. I know this is novel. Call them. Okay? Call your parents, right? Stay in touch with your parents. Um, and, you know, Call them. If they're into texting, text them. They may or may not be. Uh, but I do know, and I, I could definitely say this uh, now with my dad. You know, my dad's coming up to 89. He really, really uh, values time with me. I mean it's just you know simple simple things but time uh you know and uh my presence I mean as as simple as that sounds that is really uh one of the things that uh, um our parents need okay uh, as we are adults and they're getting older um they always needed our time but it's I think it's even more now because you know when you you think about your parents, uh, if they're retired or whatever, um, um, and, and, you know, then there's less going on, right, in their lives typically, right? And so, um, well, I, you know, and I'm not retired, but I got a lot less going on than I used to have. And I'll be thinking more frequently about, I wonder what my kids are doing. You know, I wonder what they're doing. And then I'll start thinking about, I wonder if they're thinking about me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, kind of one of that. Uh, probably, she's saying probably not. Yeah. Uh, but but you know it's just it's just um so so flip that around think about what you would want to be happening in your life right and you reciprocate that to your parents but but it, you know just letting your parents hear from you on a regular basis is important how about uh, helping care for them as they get older as much as you can not you know that that that's a that's a hard thing that's a hard time of life right if if parents uh need physically cared for and and you may or may not be able to be the one to, to do the caring, but you I think you should try to be involved in those things, okay? Uh, and if there's anything I've learned as a pastor who has gone to many hospital visitations over the years, even from day one as a pastor to now, uh, the number one thing you got to be thinking about is you must be your parents' advocate in health You have to... Somebody's got to be their advocate, okay? Uh, as good as doctors and nurses are, they are not perfect. You know your loved one more than anybody does, okay? So uh, um, sounds like I'm preaching right now, but 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 I but I think the thing is that um, you need to you need to see that as as you, somebody's got to be the advocate, right? Uh, and. Uh, you need Whether you're the person, you know, I'm not saying that everybody's got to have their parents move in with them and you got to take care of them all the rest of their days, but you need to be loving them and honoring them by being involved somehow in their care. Does that make sense? That, that's important. Very important. Help provide for them. Jesus got on the Pharisees for not providing for their parents. They found a loophole. They thought that, you know, one of them, them and their loopholes. But they were not providing for their parents. Um and so uh anyway, so uh I just thought maybe kind of breaking it down by kind of season of life makes sense. How do we um honor our father and mother in these different seasons of life? And I'm sure there's other things you could say, but I will say one last thing, and I think this probably applies to every person here, um, and that is this: uh one way that you can honor your parents is by extending grace and forgiveness to them. Okay? By extending grace and forgiveness to them. And um no there like I said before, there are no perfect parents. Okay? Uh nobody has done it perfectly and you know uh it, it's a it's a it's a difficult job parenting. And so I wanted to read something to you that um there's a there's a Christian author and he's a blogger his name's Tim Challies. He wrote something on this. I just wanted to read a little bit to you about this forgiveness, okay? Uh, Being gracious and forgiveness toward our parents. It says, perhaps the most important way we can honor our parents is to forgive them. That is, the fact is there are no perfect parents. All parents have fallen far short of their children's expectations, and in all likelihood, even their own expectations. Our parents have sinned against us, They have made unwise decisions. They have had unrealistic expectations. They have said and done things that have left us deeply wounded. Um, for, For that reason, many children enter adulthood controlled by anger and bitterness. They find themselves unable to move past their parents' mistakes or their parents' sins. We can best honor our parents by forgiving our parents this is actually possible, for we serve and imitate a forgiving Savior. In the Bible, we see Jesus' willingness to forgive the ones who wounded him. In the very moment the nails were driven into his flesh, he cried out, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Standing at the foot of the cross and considering such a Savior, who are we to withhold forgiveness from our parents? We honor our parents by extending grace and forgiveness to them. I think this is important. This is important because as a parent, I know I didn't do it perfectly. Uh and I know that I I'm sure in fact I've even asked some of my kids like has there you know I've done the, the question of like have I ever done anything that hurts you, you know that I'm not aware of, you know that I wanted to try to make it right. Um but just but but just on the on the flip side Right, as, as a as a child or even as an adult child, forgive your parents, right? Um um so many of us don't even know probably the half of what they were dealing with or how they were trying to cope with life, right? It doesn't excuse abuse, it doesn't excuse any of that, but I'm just saying you don't wanna hang on to that stuff because that's just gonna make you a better person, which will destroy you right in the process. So um I think uh Tim chay's advice is biblical, and uh that's a good way for us to end is to just be thinking about extending grace and forgiveness uh to our parents okay let's pray heavenly Father uh thank you that you are the perfect parent, and Lord, we do thank you for our parents as well um thank you that uh that you know it's it's no accident that we were born to those parents. You've designed that. Uh, you, you foreordained that. And, and so, Lord, for that we're thankful. That's made us who we are. And um, there are strengths and weaknesses that come with that. Um, but, Lord, we, we just want to acknowledge um, that our parents, uh, I think, for the by, by and large, for the most part, were just trying to do what was best. And so, Lord, we pray that you bless them for that. Um, uh, Lord, I pray for the children in our church here who are not adults, help them to uh, learn how to put these things into practice, to honor their father and mother, knowing that from it comes a blessing. And Lord, for those of us who are adult children, Lord, help us to make our parents a priority for those of our parents who are still living and, and to help care for them, to help provide for them, to know how to best do that, to be involved in their lives. And so, Lord, we... We just uh, pray that you'd help us to to be um, faithful to this command. And uh, Lord, we also know that uh, like all the other commandments, we're going to fall short. And um, Lord, we thank you for Jesus and for what he's done for us. And that when we do fall short, when we dishonor our parents, when we disrespect authority, that because of the blood of Jesus, we're forgiven. Lord, we thank you so much in Christ's name. Amen.